Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip and we are on episode 150. How crazy is that? We've we've racked these numbers up. Um, thank you all very much for, uh, for tuning in. Uh, this last week, uh, we actually also broke the 9 million downloads mark. So, man, I'm appreciative of you lot for, for all pushing that and getting us up to uh, to that uh, level. It genuinely means the world. Um, we're brought to you as ever by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Head over there. Um, you can buy Distraction Pieces podcast merch. You can buy the new POS record. You can buy all sorts of Scroobius Pip merch. You can buy my Edinburgh Fringe show. We've got our new summer range launching in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. It's very exciting. In fact, I also I popped in the web store last week and signed a load of copies of my my Distraction Pieces podcast book, which was Time's bestseller, and my Poetry and Emotion book, which was an Amazon bestseller. Um, so they're both available for no extra price. I don't charge extra for signing stuff. If I'm passing the web store, it's in the Midlands, or if I've got time to drive up there, I pop in and sign as much as I can. So yeah, go and fill your boots there. Um, this week, I'm joined by Andrew Beef Johnston, and it's, oh man, it's a really good conversation. I'd had people ask me to have Beef on for a while, as, he, as he's affectionately known, and I put it off for a bit because I don't know that much about golf. Like, and my mate Andy Goodland is 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 one of my my, my favourite people. He's a he's he's the pro trainer at, at a, a golf course. He loves golf. He knows all about golf. I'm not that knowledgeable on it. I've never I've never really played. But Beef got kind of a lot of attention for his character, obviously for winning as well. But his character and and when he started to get a lot of attention, he mentioned a few times he was into my stuff, into speech development, record stuff. But still, the Distraction Pieces podcast, the guests aren't aren't based on if they're famous enough or big enough or whatever else. They're based on if I think I can get a good interview out of them. And that's no, if I don't, that's not a detriment to a uh, 20 of the individuals. It's just, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm having some enjoyable conversations that, that everyone can enjoy. But again, I kept seeing Beef and he makes me laugh on social media and I was liking him in general. So I hit him up. And um, he was kind enough, he was in the country for a week, I think, and he was kind enough to, to give me a bit of his time. So I think you're going to enjoy this, particularly his story about uh, B. Dolan at the end. His story at the end about B. Dolan is one of my favourite stories um, I've had on the podcast. Uh, before I get into it, actually, I need to thank everyone for all the all the the lovely messages and, and loveliness with, with regards to last week's um, Ask Pip episodes, particularly part two um it was an emotional one and i considered editing it or not putting it out um because i was answering questions from you lot and one of them caught me off guard and got me a little emotional but i thought it was important to to put out because emotions are fine aren't they it's no big deal there's there's nothing to be embarrassed about so yeah i'm glad you all enjoyed that and made me very pleased i decided to put it out so thank you for checking that out but for now let's get on to episode 150 with Andrew Beef Johnston. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. And we've begun. Um, I'm joined by Andrew Beef Johnston. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's it's good to meet you. This is the first 
time we've met and I kind of uh, we've been been chatting for a, a little bit before and I've kind of not rudely but I've been let's just start recording because I think that's good like getting that on 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 record and on and not talking ourselves out beforehand is is always a good thing right yeah, definitely. You know, I always, always sort of have a listen and, um, I think, yeah, I'd love to do the podcast one day and that. So when it come about, I was like, yeah, let's get it on, man. It's great because I've had people suggest you for a while and I'm weird on the podcast. There's a lot of people I don't have on and it's nothing to do with if you're worthy of being on or any of this kind of, it's, it's if I think I can do a good interview with someone. Like I just had a virgin hit me up, uh, the record label and they gave me a list of all these amazing huge artists they've got releasing and I had to kind of say look I don't think they're not people I, I feel I could chat with and because like, I've, I've turned down some rugby players in the past and because I don't know much about g- golf a few times when your name came up I was like this dude seems cool but I don't know about golf so I'm gonna it's gonna be awkward and unpleasant and then the more I saw of you and the more I heard of you I was like now nah, we can have a good chat this this works I think we can connect and again the fact that I don't know about golf you can educate me a bit, you know, we can take it there. I'll give you a two-hour lesson in golf. <laughs> I'll go and get the rules book out and <laughs> go through all the crazy rules with you if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the way. Um, so so you've just got back from America and you're about to, to, to go again. I'll be putting this out in a couple of, in a few weeks. So, so by the time it's out, you're already out there. It's kind of been the last couple of years that it's just gone nuts for you, right? How's, how's, how are you handling it all? Yeah, I, I love it, you know. Um it's something you dream of as a kid and yeah. to be going out and to be playing European tour, PJ tour and being able to play in majors and yeah. world golf championships is just something I never sort of dreamed of, you know, yeah. always wanted to do it and stuff. And this last year has just been absolutely crazy. And I made one comment after winning a tournament in Spain on yeah. a European tour and they interview you straight after you finish. Yeah. So I come off and my emotions were just crazy. Yeah. And they said, what do you want to do now? And I just said, I want to get home, see my mum and get hammered. Yeah. And and then it, it sort of took off. And then when I was over in America, I, I played with one of the guys, uh, James Hahn out there. And he was like, they played it over in Sports Centre on like repeat for days and oh, days. Oh, really? Yeah. And everyone just seemed to take to that. And I thought, love it. Like, he's a normal dude. Yeah. And that's exactly what I am. You know, that, that's That's it. what excited me about this and about, about having this conversation because golf is something that is often a more a more b- buttoned-down sport, a more uh, an upper-class sport, a posher sport. My one mate who's a golf pro at a club, so he does all the tra- like the pro training, he's, he's, he's one of the, the wealthier mates of mine. So he's always, he's, he's had that where from a young age, he can afford to be part of a golf club and all this kind of thing. And you don't seem to be that dude. You seem to be a regular, a regular, a young man. So what's kind of the story? What you're not from, from a wealthy background or anything, right? No, no. My mom worked at uh, my old primary school as a dinner lady. Yeah. And she, she still works there now. Fantastic. Um, um, my dad. How, how was that? Did you get extra food and stuff, or were you? Yeah, man. Was she it used awkward to bring it or good? Home. Yeah, 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 yeah. She still does. I'll go in now when I get back, and I'll see, and she'll come in after working and have like some kind of baked potatoes or um, cauliflower cheese or whatever the kids have now. Amazing. And that, and I just go and eat it all. And, and that mad school dinner, <laughs> a custard that that, that that doesn't exist anywhere other than in schools. That 
that unique consistency. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was the chocolate custard as well. Yeah, yeah, as well. yeah. The chocolate yeah. sponge, chocolate custard combo. Amazing, amazing. And and your dad was like a, a bus driver or something, right? I think I read. Yeah, he he originally worked on the buses, and um, one of his friends um, started up a timber company. Yeah, and just said. Look, I wanted to come across work, and he started working, working there, doing deliveries and stuff, and ended up being like a director of yeah the company, and sort of yeah did did really well. Worked and whereabouts really was this? Was this all in London? Like yeah. what what kind of area of London? Yeah, are we North talking? London. They're based North Enfield, yeah. so yeah, wicked. So yeah, and he he played. My cousin played, and just as a kid, I just sort of picked it up, and I started when I was four. So I started off going to local fields, local pitching parts. Um, after school in the summer on the weekends and yeah um, and just played on since then really it's amazing and it just it oh, oh when you're at school whereas were, were any of your other mates like kind of into golf or as into golf because again it's not the one you at school there's people into football at some schools rugby and all these kind of things you don't get that many who are like I'm I'm a golfer man I'm <laughs> like golfing's my thing no no there wasn't <laughs> and um you know, he he helped the junior section of my golf club, which is just around the corner. Yeah, and we had such a great bunch of us. We're still friends now. We still play together now. Amazing. And there's about ten, fifteen of us. Yeah, still, still members, still play. And like when I come back, I go out and play and see them and and catch up. And it's great. And I bet you're royalty at the club now, though, right? Just because of that coming through grassroots and coming through as as probably you know just about you know affording to get in and to go regularly and to be a member and all that to now you're you're touring the world doing it they've got a there's got to be a pride there you know it's amazing I absolutely love the place and every time I go it doesn't matter if who's there I'll go and have a chat with all the members yeah yeah. um catch up with them they're always sending me messages and like videos and and stuff like that and it is it's like my second home and it does it means everything to me yeah and, and and again it's kind of it's a sport that i mean there's it's twofold here it's a sport that often is is or well not so much i guess with with rory and all this stuff but a, a lot of the time it's been an older an older guy's sport and you're what 28 are you tw- yeah 28 so again it's number one it's mad to to be where you are at this stage and it must again i think it's why it's been embraced as, as so much but but number two, almost even more excitingly, is it's not a sport that you have to retire f- from a young, you know. You've got a lot ahead of you, it would seem. So that must be exciting as well. Yeah, definitely. You watch some of the guys now, um, especially now Masters is going to be on and anyone who wins that goes back and can play as long as they want. Yeah. And you see some of the guys who are still playing seniors who are late 50s, early 60s and... Yeah. They're still so good, yeah. And yeah. that that seniors champions tour and and stuff is you watch it and the scores are ridiculous. Yeah. They're still so good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so it's that compared that sort of competitiveness that they have. And I always say like I can't believe they're still playing. Why don't they go and do something else? Yeah. And and that. But I think it's something once you play it for that long, it's it's just installed in you. Yeah. And yeah. that you got to go back and you miss it. And I always like to have a break sort of over Christmas. Right. And it gets real busy from about September to November. Yeah. And by the end of November, I'm like, I just, we've got two more tournaments. I want to get through them and that. I'm tired. And then 
by Christmas, I'm like, I need to get back out there. Yeah, yeah. I need to start competing, and it just does that. And I guess that's what happens to everyone. It's wicked because it's 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 one of those it's one of those rare situations where you get to turn what a lot of people would have as their hobby in into your job, and that's I think everyone who's got as, as something that they enjoy outside work would dream of doing it all the time. So I can kind of understand that if that gets to happen, it is one again. What do people do when they retire? They they go and play golf. So how does a golfer like you can see how a golfer could keep going and going and going? Because like, well, what am I going to do when I retire? Like play golf just not in tournaments and not at the Masters. If if I can play it here, I may as well play it here. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is it. And um, you see, there's there's really not that many that that don't play. Mm. And it is. I think it's just a pure love for the game and. To be able to do that, you can't go and play football or tennis yeah. or anything at that age. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's quite unique in that way. And I guess you, obviously, there is a, f- a physical side to it, but it's so much a game of technique. So the theory would be, unlike a lot of sports, there's not going to be as much of a depreciation as you get older. If anything, you're you're honing your skills and getting better and better. So again, it's, it's got to be one that just appeals to keep to keep going and going. Definitely, if if you can if you have if you can sort of chip and putt well, yeah. you'd lose. The only thing you do is lose a bit of distance. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. So you just have to have to accept that you're not going to hit it as far yeah. and get over that. Who who drew you into golf? Because again, it's not. As, as something as much that f- for young kids has those those big s- superstars that that draw you and obviously I'm, I mean I guess I'm a, I'm a few years older than you but obviously Tiger Woods was was one of the first to really be appealing to all ages and and things like that so w- were there big stars or was it more your dad and your family who 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 were the people who drew you in yeah, at the start, it was my dad, you know, and yeah, um, he, yeah he used to go off and play, and then I used to go with him. Um, my cousin used to play a lot, and yeah, they used to go off and play different courses, and when I sort of got to about nine, ten years old, and now I started to go with him a bit and start playing different courses, Yeah, um, and I, I just loved it, but I played every sport as a kid. I was right. really lucky yeah. to have that chance, and I'd go off, and I had tennis lessons for a while, and yeah. I'd go and play football uh, with my friends and stuff like that. But golf was always the one I kind of went back to. Yeah. And sort of any time when I was growing up, if I had a bit of a hard time anywhere, I'd always want to go out onto the golf course Yeah. as well. It's nice. It's nice and quiet. Yeah. And that you're concentrating. um, There's so many different shots you can do. It's nice. And and I always enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a fascinating one because it is one of the... It's a rare sport that can be incredibly social or incredibly s- s- solo and private. So again, it kind of appeals that if if you've got mates who are into it, that can be your thing of going and catching up with your mates or your family or your dad or your cousins or whoever else. Or it can be, as you said, that you, you, you're having a rough time and you just want to go and lose yourself in it. You can go and do it on your own. You can't it's one or the other like with a lot of sports so i guess that that's something that allows you to put those hours in because it can be a whatever the mood yeah definitely i like yeah i do both you know you go and i like to go off and sometimes practice away from everything on my own yeah and you sometimes get into like a zone and a concentration where 
you could be there and you're like, you look at the clock and you're like, I've been here three hours already. Yeah. And that yeah. just disappears. And other times you go and you, you want to play with your mates and yeah. catch up. And it's nice because you can have a stroll. Um, you can play at what speed you want yeah. with them. And like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's, you want to run around getting to watch the football or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Or your mum's got dinner on. Yeah. Yeah. So you're spending a lot of good quality time with people yeah. and that you'd be out there for four hours. Yeah. And that with, with good friends. And what's better than that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, again, I can. I'm, I'm speaking as if I've I've ever played golf in my life. But again, like anything that's a a, a long sport, I like that. Percentage. Or a similar, I watch a lot of, of of mixed martial arts. So a really weird comparison, mixed martial arts to golf. But a mixed martial arts is something that will watch a four hour event that's got a two hour pre show, and it'll be me and my brother or me and my mates, and time will fly by because you. you, you you, you, you're used to it being that long. It's that long thing. Again, a football game, in 90 minutes, and I'm starting to, I'm like, oh, that's enough. That's kind of done. But those sports where you can just, no, no, it's not It's not a quick thing. You're in it for the, the long haul. There's going to be breaks. There's going to be gaps. You're going to allow it to, uh, to live how it lives. It's it's a different thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. And especially with like the mixed martial arts and boxing, I, I love sitting down and watching it yeah. as well because they'll have five, six different fights on as yeah. well. And sometimes after an amazing fight, you have to sit there and discuss it for half an hour anyway. Yeah, yeah. And go, what just happened? Yeah. There, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, completely. I th- I think that's what the appeal is, because I've never understood, or the one time I've understood American f- football is when I watched it in America with a load of Americans in a bar. And it was like, right, well, I've tried to watch it at home and it keeps stopping and starting. It's like fuck is this this is is doing me in but when you're in a bar and you're discussing it and they're explaining going oh this that that was because of that and this is that it's like i see it's because it's a a game you watch socially it's not necessarily a game you watch sat in on your own yeah definitely yeah and when you have people around you that know what's going on yeah it it all makes sense then can educate you on that yeah definitely and it is it's really interesting to see how sort of tactical some of them games are yeah and they go and uh, flags pop up in that game and you're like what's that for what's, and why have they just flagged that that looked amazing it looked like he did a great thing and they've all stopped yeah yeah it'd be like oh you pulled him back and i'm like well i didn't see that yeah, yeah. and um i got a good friend who who goes to the games in london yeah and he said you've got to go and see it yeah. he said it's amazing you, you'll see him and the quarterback will get it and he'll throw one and you're like, where's he throwing that? And all of you see is just this guy come out of nowhere. Yeah. Pick the ball out of the sky. And it's like, how has he yeah, 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 thrown yeah. that? And how has he read that? Have they both known and been on the same page yeah. to predict that? Yeah. And you see him and he says, you'll see him. And they'll sprint off, cut left, and that, and open their hands out. And the ball's there. Yeah. And that. And he says they know exactly where it's going to go. And stuff like that, and he said, "You've got to go and see it." Yeah, and it's something definitely I want to go and do. How much in golf, like particularly when you're you're, you're teeing off? Um, how much of it is 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 instinct and 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 drawn out? I know what I'm doing, and how much of it is is looking and calculating and taking things into account? Oh, now this varies from player to player. Right, some guys can be so technical. Yeah. Um, weigh everything up to to the yard, half a yard. Yeah. And some players are completely opposite where they look at a shot and they'll see it. 
yeah, yeah. And yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm pretty more like the the guy who just go and see it. Yeah. So I'll look up and I'll go and I'll walk up to my golf ball. I'll look where the pin is and I'll just be like, all right, I know what shot I want to hit. Yeah. Like if I want to hit it high, low, left to right, right to left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and you just go, yeah, I'm feeling that shot. And you just know, once you sort of get your yardage and work out what club it is, you just go, right, that's the shot I'm going to play. It. I'm going to go and... Yeah, but like some it. guys, there was a great interview with uh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah on recently and they were talking about like his wedge play is amazing like he'll hit it 90 100 yards 120 yards usually he's unbelievable i've seen his caddy go up and take the flag out from 120 yards on the green yeah madness and he he weighs up the way the grass is growing yeah if it's growing into you you lose a bit of distance the line bit uphill you lose a bit of distance downhill is going to come out a bit flatter and it's not going to spin as much if it's out certain types of grass, it'll react differently. Yeah. And there's just so much to it. And it's he madness. weighs it up. And I it's mean, almost like an equation. That's m- millions of hours on, on, on the course, isn't it? That, that, that puts all that in there. To be taking all of that into account and make a... Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's it. something you just learn over time. And especially when you play sort of with amateurs. And we play like the pro-am events. So... The sponsors of the tournaments usually play on a Wednesday right. um, with all the guys and they'll hit a shot and you'll just see it and you'll go, that'll be good, that'll kick off the left side there. And they're like, huh? And ball, you see the slope, it'll kick off, yeah. run onto the green. And they're like, how did you know that? And it's like, I've played this course loads of times, I just knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah and- I, I love that. It's <laughs> Again, this, the, this whole chat is going to be full of weird comparisons and weird <laughs> s- s- statements, but when... Uh, when we're f- 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 filming Taboo, me, Tom Hardy, and, S- and Stevie Graham, our, our wind down was playing golf on his ex on on the Xbox in Tom's tr- 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 a trailer, and it was exactly that. Me and Tom, it'd be ages of getting this exact angle. Here's exactly what oh I'm going to take that. Gonna, uh, how about that? But maybe that's going to affect that. And looking at the wind, and Stevie would just be, eh, it looks about right. Bang. And, and and smash it, and ninety percent of the time it'd be absolutely perfect and and go in because of that kind of. I just it, it, his argument was ah, you can overthink it, like yeah. you can overthink it, you can get lost in your head a little bit. And it's like just yeah, just feel it. That you is- can see it, you can get an idea. Just just go in. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you walk in and you just see the picture straight away. Yeah, yeah. And you just know right, it's going to be from there, and you just know it. And sometimes it can be harder when you don't see that. And you have to sort of really think about it. And then that's where it gets interesting because when, when you're playing good golf and you're not worried about a thing, you, you know, you see everything. Yeah. And sometimes you can get stuck and you're not playing as well. And you're like, why am I overthinking this so yeah. much? And that, like, get out of that and just start playing as a kid. Yeah. And that's the whole, you hear a lot of people talk about, go back to when you're as a kid, when yeah, you don't yeah, think yeah, about yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, let it come naturally. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 an interesting one, and it can be likened to to almost any sport that it's something you've fallen in love with, and something that's your passion and your enjoyment and your release and your relaxing, and suddenly you're a professional, and then you're you know on on a world scene a a, a level a professional, and there's a lot of money involved, and there's there's teams and there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot riding on your shoulders so do you you find you have to kind of t- t- take a step back regularly and reboot yourself as such and kind of go all right all right let's let's just enjoy this 
Yeah, definitely. You can get some real, real sort of times where I come off the course and I'm so wound up, mm. and and then I, I sort of cool down for an hour, two hours, and I was like, "Why am I getting so wound up out there?" Yeah, like one is the game. Two, I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. But it, it just happens, you know. And, and like sometimes people walk around and or have an argument or say to my manager like oh, we need to do this, or I don't want to be doing this, don't want to be doing that. And you sort of forget the privileges and stuff. And 100%. it's really easy to sort of lose sight. And it's always a funny one because you moan about, sometimes I moan about, oh, man, we've got so many events. We've played like so much. I just want to go home and, mm. and chill out. And the worst times I've had is when I've been injured. Yeah. And, yeah. that, and you look you look so forward to a break just itching to go though yeah. and then when you actually can't do it yeah and you like if you've got like a little niggle and you're like you can't play you can't swing a club for three weeks and you're like i really want to play now yeah yeah it's got to be good to have had those experiences to call upon so when you are having those points where you're like i want some time off think nah i know i'm not good at time off <laughs> i know time off annoys or frustrates me so it it, it, it keeps your head in check i guess yeah, definitely. It, it definitely does. And you definitely need to come away and ha- like step away from it because the tournaments go, you play Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, and they're long days. You know, they're long days. They can be really early starts where sometimes you might tee off at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. and that you're up at four. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And then you practice. Sometimes I'll practice after my round a lot of yeah. the time. And next thing you're leaving the golf club and it's five o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been at it for, for that long yeah. all day. Yeah. And so you need to come away and plus the traveling. So I like to step away and play a few events, say two, three, four events in a row and then take one or two weeks out. Yeah. Have a few days, just relax, catch up. TV and, and yeah. stuff like that, put my feet up and then start practicing again. And you look back at the four weeks and go, oh, I didn't really do that very well these last four weeks. So I'm going to go and practice that a bit more and yeah, try and get wicked. that right. And you're always trying to balance it because there's so many different shots and so many different things to to do to play well. Yeah. And that is hard. It's so hard to get that balance right all the time. You might go, yeah, I hit the yeah, ball yeah. great. I parted so bad this week. And then you go, I can't believe how bad I hit my driver all week. Yeah. Yeah. But I party great. And you're, you're trying to find that balance all the time to compete at the best. And that's where you see the top guys do so well. They're so consistent. Yeah, is when it hits, it hits, and it's it's consistent throughout. Yeah, and they say, I didn't play well today. And you see, oh, what do you shoot? And you're like, wow, that's still a good score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you see them, and they're just, yeah, so consistent. And that is uh, the real key to golf, is being able to get certain feelings and know... When when you're going a bit off, yeah. why it's going off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. you can go straight to the range and go. All right, I know what that is. And yeah, that, and I can work on that. I can improve that. Definitely, yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? It's it, it's a weird one because again, you can, and you'll get this with people looking at footballers as well and looking at their crazy wages, and you'll go, they're they're playing for a living. You're playing. It's fun, but which is true. And I said that's what you were saying that you have to step back and remind yourself at times. But equally. A long days are long days, man. No matter what your job is, if I said if you're up at four o'clock and you're not getting off your feet until five, six, or whatever else, that's a long day. Even if if you're having the absolute time of 
of your life. Again, you can compare it to parents who've got a child that they adore and love. They've got this new kid. It's everything. But still, it's a it's hard work. Do you know what I mean? Even if it is the best thing in the world, it's the greatest gift, the most one thing. Fucking knackering, man. If you're doing tw- 12, 13 or 24 hours, I guess, then then it all adds up. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it is. It's just a build-up. Yeah, and yeah. It's again. You, you want to go in. You want to play tournaments well. Um, you're constantly. You find, especially on a golf course, you start playing big tournaments, the crowds, and stuff. So there's like that buzz and that sort of nerves, anxi- yeah. anxiety, yeah, 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 completely. and stuff like that. So that's tiring as well. I remember the first few tournaments I played, like the real big ones, and I was so tired after on finishing yeah. Sunday and. Just like a massive emotions. adrenaline dump. You've yeah. got all that energy and adrenaline, and then that's all gone. You're, you're suddenly in a hotel room, kind of going, uh, "Yeah, what's yeah. going on?" <laughs> it was like it was like after after Spain, we had to do like media stuff after for about two hours, and I mean, I was wide. I was like buzzing. Yeah. I just want to go. I want to go and have a beer. I want to go and like yeah. see everyone, talk to everyone, da 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 da. And and I got there. I had a few drinks, and I was like, "Right, what are we gonna do?" And I was like. Maybe we should just go and get some dinner yeah. and have an early night. Let's <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> That's what it was like. Yeah. You've just been in interviews <laughs> for two hours, being the most hyped wild man. You're like, kind of exhausted, if, <laughs> if, if I'm honest. It's, it's quite knackering. Um, at what point did you, or what age, I guess, did you kind of know it was something that you could do as a career? I mean, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, the fact that particularly when you come in from working class families or whatever else, there's a lot that, no one tells you that that's an option. It's like, oh, I, I can be a professional, a professional sportsman, or I can, I can be a golfer and make a living f- f- from that. It's not as, as something that's readily there. So, at what point did you kind of go, "This is me"? I reckon this is. Ah, oh, it's it's just mad when I think about everything and how it come about. I was playing England boys stuff um, for like the juniors under eighteens, yeah. and I used to absolutely love it. We had we had a really good team, and there's a lot of guys now who are playing on all the tours, and, yeah. and um, I, I used to absolutely love it. And when I was 17, I used to go everywhere. My dad used to take me everywhere. He passed away when I was 17, right? And it was kind of like a really weird situation because it was like, what do I do now? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not coming to the tournaments with me. Yeah. Um, and I was really lucky that my family fought together. I got my mum, uh, brother, and sister. And my mum and sister took me to a lot of events when I was sort of 18 that year. I wasn't driving at that time. And they they took me to a lot of events and like filled that gap. And I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Whether to turn pro. Am I good enough? Am I not? I don't really know. It must be tough. Obviously, it's tough at any point. But at a point like that, to lose the person who's kind of... Who's, who's 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 got you into this? Who's been your driving force? Has 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 been your inspiration? As you were saying earlier, you didn't particularly have any golfing heroes. You had your dad and your cousin and and people like that. So to kind of suddenly at the point where you have to make the big decisions of is this something I'm doing for life? Am I turning pro or what? Then to to not have that guidance, I guess. Yeah, it was, and I, I got so lucky. I was I was working in the pro shop at my home course. Yeah, at North Mid. Um, as a bit of work and I was working with a builder as well yeah just doing some labouring I was like you know I always want to always want to work I never really want to sit and not do anything you know and always like having that sort of that well it's like pride isn't it yeah yeah Um, and 
one of the members at my golf club, one of my one of my friends, his dad introduced me now, who's my manager, and said, right. come and play golf, golf with um, him. And I was like, all right, I didn't really think about it much. Yeah, and went yeah, and yeah. played, and um, he was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't really know. And I guess I'll carry on just playing a bit of golf, working the pro shop, do a bit of building, yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. And he was like, well, he, I'll help you financially. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, okay, all right, let's do it. And I started playing, and I went into like the men's stuff, and I didn't like it. It changed, you know. It was right. It was a lot more competitive and not as fun as the junior stuff. I get that. I get that. And I didn't like some of the training, and it was all to do with like teams and stuff like that. And I said to him, oh, I can't be doing this anymore. And he was like, Well, why don't you turn pro? And I was like, But what am I? What am I going to play on? I was like, What am I going to do? Yeah. Here, and he was like, well, just Start, start at the bottom. Play the mini tours. I'll help you out. And started doing that. And, um, and what age I, was that? I was 20. I turned pro at 20. Yeah. And, nice. yeah. And we, we started playing and we played a great tour um, called the Jamiga tour. It was, and they're great people. And we got to know them really well. And that year I won one. Um, Amazing. Which sort of gave me a bit of confidence that maybe I can do this. Yeah. And then I went to European tour qualifying. I got through this three stages. I got through the first one. And they usually fields about 90 people. And the first one, about 20-something go through. Yeah. Um, wow. And then it goes off and you go, it's the second stage in Spain. Yeah. And I missed that one. I was like, all right, never mind. And started carry on playing Jamiga. There was another one called Euro Pro. I played that as well. Did okay there. Went back to Q School the year after. Yeah. And then I got a card and... They have like a secondary tour on the European tour called the Challenge Tour. Right. And you can you can get a European tour card through that. So I was never going to get many starts on there. And I was down to play a Euro Pro event. Right. It's probably really confusing. No, 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 good. No, I'm, I'm, and, uh, it's why I'm playing, like, normally you'll hear me yeah. interrupting a lot. I'm paying so much attention right, right. So that makes sense, right? I'm getting it. And um, <laughs> I was actually playing the two days before... Um, I was playing in the Pro-Am and I was the first reserve for a Challenge Tour event. Yeah. Which means all I needed one person to pull out and say they're not playing and I would have got in. And it was in, in Austria. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was in the middle of the round. I had my phone on. I was checking it. And um, next thing I got a phone call said, you're in the tournament. What do you want to do? I said, right, I'll play. And I, I spoke to my manager, Sean, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's play. So I, I finished where I was. I can't remember where I was at the time. I drove back from there, flew out, and got there Wednesday afternoon, evening. Yeah. And I ended up coming third in that event. Amazing. Which got me into another one in France the next week. And I didn't, I didn't do great, but um, it put me in a decent position. And they used to have, they, they have these two tournaments. They used to have one in Kazakhstan yeah. and one in Russia. And Amazing. we used to go to Kazakhstan first, then Russia. And um, they're nearer the end of the season and therefore a lot more money. Right. So you can jump up a lot of places in like the rankings. They yeah, do all yeah, the rankings yeah. over how much money you earn. Right, I see. On the season. And um, I finished, I think it was 11th in Kazakhstan. And then I finished second in Russia. And the oh, next wow. thing I was playing, and they have the grand final, which is the top, I think it's 30 players. Yeah. Yeah, top highest 30 players. And next thing I'm playing in that. And while that's going on, I managed to qualify for the British Open. Right. And this was 2011. And... Uh, I turned up at the British Open, like, these events, not many people go, you know. Yeah. 
and I turned up and I literally shit myself. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. I've never been so nervous in my life. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is happening here? It was like proper deer in headlights yeah, and, yeah, and played imagine. that. But I really learned from it and thought, I've seen the guys now. I've seen like the top players. I've watched them on the range, watched what they do. And I thought, yeah. why, why can't I go and do that? Yeah. And I love it. I managed to get European tour card. I finished third or fourth in Italy. Yeah. Got European tour card. And I haven't really looked back since. I lost I lost the card, went back to Challenge Tour. Yeah. I spent one well half a year injured, which was Killer. painful. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. again it taught me again to to come out and I had to play event after event and it really taught me how to grind and it was like yeah. every position like if I could finish 25th, not 26th, it was massive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. every sort of, every pound, every euro that I earned was like, was key to keeping the challenge tour card. Yeah. And that, I thought, really made me learn and sort of brought like some still. Yeah, yeah. There and next year I ended up uh, winning the challenge tour. Amazing. And, and I really haven't looked back since. I, I, I kept European tour card 2014, uh, 2015, yeah. And then last year, it's just gone nuts. Yeah. I mean, I love it's it because mad. it's... it's I, I got lucky. It's easy for people to kind of... To be overcautious on things or to think, I'm not at that stage yet. No, I won't. But it seems what you've kind of done is gone, well, let's let's find out. Let's give it a try. Let's let's go out there and 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 do it and and and, and win, lose or draw. You know, it's 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 all an ex- experience. There's that kind of saying to become a, a master at anything you need to get. I think it's... a a thousand hours they say it with comedy a thousand hours on stage or or with acting a thousand hours on stage but it's it's similar if you're going to get good at, at tournaments and experiencing all of that and particularly again from what you've said there observing others even even if, you, if you're not smashing it you're still if you're switched on you're still learning and you're still going all right i see how they're doing it i see how he's approaching it i see what he's doing before and after or again they're staying and practicing or doing this and that it's got a it brings you on right definitely yeah definitely um that's the one thing i'd say to to anyone is how 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 should i go about it? how should i go and gain experience and it's like go and do it 100 percent, go and do it that's the only way you gain that yeah. experience and that don't don't be afraid to to fail yeah, and that just keep going because that's the only way you gain experience. And like, I, I got so lucky. If I'd never met my manager now, I wouldn't have been playing. There's yeah. no way I would have been playing. It's madness, isn't it? And yeah. like, I still think about it, and like, we still laugh now, and we just think this is just like crazy. Yeah, and that's that's one of the funny things as well. It's like when when you're having a bad stretch or you're not playing that well, and that, and you think, hang on a minute, like we were dreaming about this. Yeah. Like four or five years ago, yeah, dreaming yeah, yeah. about it, and that. So you have gotta go and enjoy no, I mean, it and have fun, and like a hundred percent. Like this last year at the British Open, to be playing that in like the last groups on the weekend with some of the guys I look up to and I've watched for years was just was just nuts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's mad because again, I mean, I've had I had had Susan Wacoma on a little while ago. She's a great actress, and. Well, with her and with Riz Ahmed and numerous others, all it can take sometimes, and again, I don't, I, I like to push things back to, to growing up in a working class family or whatever else, but 
all it can take it to sometimes is someone to say, no, you can do this. So, so meeting your manager at that point and him saying, no, we're going to do this or what? You know, this is, that, that, it, it takes that outside person to tell you that, that almost that you're allowed to, that this is an option to go, all right, then, yeah, I, I want to I wanna do that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so true. It's yeah. so true. And, like, that's the thing... Um, you know that that made me realize like yeah i i got i got lucky yeah i yeah. got lucky and yeah. um you see yeah the worst thing is i hate seeing people say to other people you can't do that or like you shouldn't be doing it yeah and that and it's like how do you know or yeah that you're going to be any good at something you have yeah. to go and try it and again it's it's fine to try something and then learn that you can't do it but but find out if you can't like yeah l- literally anything even if it's a case of going oh no it turns out I have to train for ten years to be an astronaut. I'll I'll, I'll put that one off. But do you know what I mean? At least at least find out why you can't do it. If like any time someone says I can't do it, it's like, well, if you can tell me why, I'm cool with that. If you can't, then no, nah, that, that that ain't done yet. Definitely, yeah. Give me a reason. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so right. Um, so uh, it's interesting because it's it feels like this overnight success. B- because of the last year but the fact is as you said if you turn pro at 20 it's it's not it's 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 seven years of grafting and and working hard and learning and then you've had this kind of sudden embracement of 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 the public so how was it in those seven years is it one of those things that you're just like i know what the end goal is it you know it's I'm, i'm i'm having wins i'm having losses but i know where i'm aiming I need to keep keep going. Like, did you ever st- struggle or kind of go? Oh, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe this isn't working. Yeah, yeah. There was um, a time a few years into it, and I had one point where I actually went for a job interview. Yeah, and um, I was. I, I don't even. I can't even tell you what the job was. Yeah, it was. I looked it up online. It said no um, experience needed. Yeah, and I went in and. Went for the interview. They called me back and said, oh, "We'd like to come in, do a week's work." Yeah, so you like. And I was actually sitting in Starbucks in Angel at the time, yeah. and um, I said, "All right, I'll give you a call back." And I had a point where I have to make a decision. Yeah, I have to make a decision, and it was like, "What am I going to do?" And I thought, "I love golf too much." Yeah. And it was it, it ended up as simple as that. I went and I called back and I said, "Sorry for wasting your time. I can't do it. I, I just can't do it." I yeah. said, "I've got to carry on playing golf." Yeah. And then after that, it was like a real strange like release because you're like, "I chose to do this." Yeah. And and again, sometimes you need that. Yeah. You need that like decision. That I've had another option and I'm doing this because I want to do it. Not because this is all I can do or whatever else. You know, I've looked and this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. That's wicked. I always remember um, years ago, I was chatting on MySpace. So that's how long ago it was. Uh, <laughs> with Adele. And Adele hadn't blown up at that point. Uh, me and Adele used to gig together a bit. And it was just starting to happen for her. And I was obsessed with all of her songs. I think she's amazing. And she... And we were chatting, and she was saying, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave music for a year or two and go and, and study and get my degree and stuff like that, and then come back to it and see where it is." And I was kind of chatting to her at that point again. 
school ain't going anywhere, right? Do you know what I mean? It's like a music career potentially is because if you've got that that bubble or that heat, then that can die down. So my kind of argument to her at the time was maybe give the music a year and then if it's not, if you still feel I want to go and study, then go and and study, but try that for a year and then do the the studying. Because again, studying, all it can... All we can do is is find out more information. <laughs> if you know, what I mean, the, the, the studying sh- should always be there. And then, yeah, after that, it kind of she became the biggest artist in the world. So it's one of them. It's kind of makes you go, "Well, take that risk. So I roll that dice." You know what you're saying is she owes it all. Hundred percent to you. Owes it all to me. Um, <laughs> I gave her advice on MySpace, um, and that and that changed. That turned her life around. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. I I t- talking to her mum around the same time as well and she was on the same thing her mum was kind of I think she should just do music really it's like <laughs> if your mum's backing you then 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 do this it'd be different if your mum's like go and get your degree and do this her mum was like yeah, music's cool man this is this is uh, this is good I love stories like that yeah you gotta back that and right yeah it, it's just amazing I love stuff like that because it shows how some of the best artists or whatever you do in in life some of the best people that do them jobs or whatever they do is have them doubts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, as you said earlier, you need someone to come in and give you some encouragement, say you can do it. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. And like that, I, I think stuff like that should be talked about so much more because all Completely. you see is Adele, oh yeah, she's this, that, millionaire, whatever, yeah. da 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 and that and you don't hear you things don't like know that. about the and doubts that's that were amazing. there um i just before recording this i've been sat in, tr- in in traffic for ages coming here i was i was very apologetic because i spent hours but i interviewed polar bear um who's a spoken word artist and that the, that will have gone out like a month before this i think but his show he's doing at the moment is all about exactly that it's it's a it's a it's him basically saying look I make a living and pay my mortgage and feed my kids from speaking and telling stories and messing about essentially. And, you know, he tours the world doing it. He's just got back from South Africa and all this. And when he grew up in Birmingham, he didn't know that that was an option. He he was another one that it was, it's crazy. He, he did his first ever open mic and he didn't know what spoken word was. He was a rapper and he did an open mic and didn't realize it was a, competitions so he was gonna to have to get up again and he won that and he got offered a slot at glastonbury wow <laughs> and he'd never heard of he'd never been to a festival he's like i don't know what and it was the spoken word tent at glastonbury so it's all oh well he was like yeah i don't know what that is and and all this and he agreed and he went and, and did it and his career has gone since then but that's crazy l- luck and circumstance and series of events which isn't going to happen to every kid. So his point is like, no, I get to teach kids every now and then. I want to teach them that, exactly as you said, it's, it is an option. And all these people that you do look up to, it didn't just happen overnight. They had to go, oh, how do I do that? And then they went and did it. And then they failed. And then they tried again. And then they failed. And then they tried again. And then it all went from there. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's something that. I really want to get into as well is, you know giving kids the chance to to play different sports, try different things, you know, get into yeah. music, give give it a go because you don't know what you're good at until you try it. Yeah, yeah. And that's something definitely in the future that I'll, I want to do and, and get kids who, who haven't had maybe the best upbringing and don't have yeah. that chance to go, what do you want to try? 
and they yeah. they go, oh, maybe I want to try boxing, maybe I want to try mixed martial yeah. arts, maybe yeah, I want to yeah, try yeah. tennis, and go, all right, well, go and, go and try make them. that happen. And, that, and that's what we want to do, put it in and go, give them the chance to go and do it. There's a great group I work with every now and then called Arts Emergency, who I'll put you in touch with because it feels like there's a, 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 a sports emergency crossover here. But their whole thing is getting a load of different people in the arts, whether it be comedians, actresses, spoken word artists, things like that, and making this little network and then going into schools and rough schools and schools that don't have these advantages and trying to set it up so that... If you go to Eton, then when you you graduate, there's a good chance that one of your former classmates will be running a newspaper in a few years and one will be running a TV station and things like that and you'll have these connections that that working class kids won't have because chances are your mates will be working in shops or working in factories or whatever else so the point of Arts Emergency is to provide that network and say look I know someone who works on this TV show and they can't offer you a leading role but they can offer you a, a runner's job or they can offer you this or offer you that and kind of and bring bring people in in that way to build that network for for working class people rather than just for those in the upper echelons of of education yeah definitely i I love the sound of that and definitely want to look look into that because yeah people people need chance yeah and as i always said like i've already said it five six times yeah man i'm seriously lucky yeah yeah so so, i mean let's let's how's it been since last year because Again, it's a it, it's it's a weird sport to get kind of famous in for being a bit wild, a bit of a party animal, and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's not a sport where you'd think that the public are going to embrace that. Potentially, those within the sport aren't going to embrace that. So, so, so what have you experienced? Has it been all love, or have you had to kind of be? Look, I'm not I'm not going to cause any trouble. I'm here to be a professional still. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's been the the pushback and the situation since then? Well, I just seem to like relate to everyone, and it, and I, I just love, I love chatting to people and meeting people. Yeah, and um, and like especially when, you know, when you're playing and and people are shouting, shouting beef at me, basically my name. Oh, oh where did beef come from? It's just from a childhood <laughs> name or something, right? Yeah, was so it? it come from it come from a good friend. Um, from from a golf club and uh he he basically um he said one day I grew my hair out and it grows like afroy yeah and um he just said look at you and your hair it's like you have got a big bit of beef on your head brilliant and it's as simple went, as that beef head yeah and it was that that was it and he Amazing. started calling me it and now everyone calls me it. all yeah. my friends everyone like call me beef and that's how I'm known and so everyone asked me should I call you beef Andrew and I call me beef that's what dude I've had to the d- d- double check on the way here to make sure I say your name right because I've I've only heard of you as Beef and known as I was like is it Andrew or Anthony is it so I was like right okay I'll, I'll make sure I get that tight yeah. so I'm not offending anyone but yeah yeah I get it all the time and they're like they're like nice to meet you Beef well, what's your real name yeah <laughs> I like, get like you that. Don't need that. Like, yeah you don't need that that's fine Beef's perfect um, and that's that's been just like crazy to have the support I've had at tournaments and yeah. like just people just shouting and and again that's kind of that's often a new th- a, th- a thing in golf it's it's quite a reserved crowd or it's 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 encouraged to be quite a reserved crowd so has that been has there been any awkwardness in that where your fans are getting 
too noisy or too rowdy and there has to be a bit of can you chill out because oh, we're trying yeah. to play here yeah. yeah yeah there's been a couple of times and <laughs> like times where I'm like I'm like just like just chill and yeah and um especially you're gonna get me kicked out <laughs> yeah especially if you play a hole and sometimes you'll walk ahead um while I play you might hit it in like the rough or something and chip yeah, out and yeah, yeah. you walk up near the green and I'll be up near the green and as I'm walking up people just start shouting and I'm just like, like wait or I hear someone shout it's not my go yet and it's like I don't want to hype them up there yeah, was a really yeah, yeah. funny one at the US <laughs> Open last year where you have to walk back to a tee and they have this big stand behind the tee and that and they're all shouting and I was like I'm just gonna I, I always meet the tee or first so I, I, I hit my shot and everyone was shouting, and I was like, I didn't acknowledge them because I knew they were going to go crazy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I waited. Yeah. I waited till my playing partner hit his shot, and then I turned around and gave a big thumbs up, and they went crackers. <laughs> and that, and sometimes it's just making sure like you're not putting anyone off because I don't want to do that. It's the balance, isn't it? Yeah, you, it's amazing to have that sport or that support, and you don't want to mug any any amazing supporting fans off. But equally. You don't want to piss anyone else off. You're playing with and anyone else, or, or, or mess up their game or their shot. So it's it's that it's that balance. You can't be like, can everyone just shut up? Because it's like this is wicked. They're, yeah, they're I, really I find it really hard to say no. Yeah, I'm yeah, one yeah. of the people. I just can't say no to anyone. I tried yeah. to play a prank on on a kid in America last year, and I could see him. I could see him down there holding something out. And um, I was like, I'm just going to walk past him a little bit, and then yeah. I'm only winding you up and walk yeah. over there. And I got probably about five yards like short of him and I just couldn't do couldn't it do I walked it. straight over there I just couldn't do it it's just not it's not in me and I don't like ignoring people amazing yeah yeah <laughs> it's not so do you get time to 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 relax on 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 the tours because you do again it's a it's, it's a, re, a relentless schedule but yeah do you get time to have a drink and let your hair down because there's kind of a a pressure on you now right as well to be to be the one that's I'm gonna have some beers I'm gonna have a a night out or do you not feel yeah. that is it I'm Mr Professional and I, I like to sort of split it up so make sure that I do I do all my work first yeah and make sure that's done and I, I haven't had a problem with anyone yeah um, when I've said no you know and they're right. like come beef have a beer yeah. and I'm like no I'm just I'm just gonna have a coke yeah um, and chill out it's like, I've got to play tomorrow um, but it, then, if I don't th- th- there's a respect there that it's not definitely. kind of they, yeah. They're respecting that you're a professional fucking athlete. Yeah, <laughs> as crazy definitely. As it is, you know, if, if sometimes if I don't, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have a beer. Yeah, let's yeah. have ten. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have to be up in the morning. It's perfect. Like, let's go in. And yeah, that, yeah I've played three tournaments in a row. It's a Sunday. Um, I've got the next week off. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go and have a beer. And like that's 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 been the fun thing. And like especially um, sort of talking to people over social media yeah, yeah. as well and I, I try and get back to as many people as I can because it means a lot to me yeah. but I was in Phoenix and um, these guys have been following me from the start on Twitter yeah. and um, I sent a few me- messages back saying thanks and stuff like that and they said if you ever come out to Phoenix we want to take you to our local bar yeah. and uh, they do really good chicken wings and stuff I Amazing. was like all right, cool. Like, yeah, you know, you say, yeah, perfect, yeah. cool. Year and a half later, I'm in Phoenix, and that, and I messaged, messaged him saying, what day are we going for wings? And that went down there and Amazing. met him, and he was like, I can't believe you come. And I was like, I told you I'll come. I said I'd be here. Yeah, I've I heard I'd the wings here. are good. Yeah, yeah. I love and that. I, I love stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that, and it means a lot. They've They've been there supporting me before it got blown up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 nuts because people forget that people in the public eye are, are, are normal people, and that that shit does mean something to you, and that the people who are following you and supporting you, and because again, the public and your your social media and things like that, it's a big part of your career. You know, your golf is the the first part, the most important part where you're achieving, but your a level of of, of 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 fame or notoriety or whatever else it is is because of that that interaction and that 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 accessibility almost that people feel that you're one of them rather than this untouchable person. Yeah, there's never there will never be a time where I'll be like I can't go there. Yeah. If I want to go and do something I'm just gonna go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times like at the tournaments I've seen like an ice cream stand or a lemonade Stand. Yeah, yeah, and I've been practicing, and it's been busy, and I've just walked straight through, like the they have like a big like tented village where they've yeah. got all stuff going on and yeah. games and things like that, and I just walk straight through it and go and get an ice cream. Go and get an ice cream. That's the way. <laughs> yeah, the and it's like I'm never gonna stop doing that. If I want something, I'm just gonna go and do it because yeah. I, I'm normal and yeah, and that and like yeah, come and have an ice cream with me, man. Yeah, let's chat. Let's where enjoy are you this from? and stuff. And, yeah, it's amazing. And uh, I, I love stuff like that and. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to be friends with everyone. Yeah, that's perfect. So how's it been kind of, I mean, even b- ahead of this last year, so from the start, really, how's it been g- 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 getting to travel so much with something that is just your passion and, and your hobby? I mean, you've travelled literally the whole world, right? Everywhere, um, from Australia, uh, China. Yeah. Kazakhstan. And do you get much time in these places to kind of experience it, or is it a We're quick in, quick out? Week. Usually yeah. they're a week. Yeah. Flying on Monday and gone Sunday or Monday morning yeah. on to the next one. Um, so yeah, it can be it can be pretty quick. Sometimes you're there for two. Like South Africa, been able to travel there a bit and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And that was a place that amazed me and sort of really opened my eyes. One of the first places I went to, and when I got there, I just couldn't believe sort of what goes on there. And yeah. like, oh, I was mind blown about it. And you see the, again, you see like the poverty and it upset me. Yeah, yeah. It really did. It yeah. was just hard to see. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird when you're, or touring in any way, that you, you do kind of always feel like almost you're, you're looking on Google Maps almost because you're in, in so briefly to these crazy things <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. there and then you're gone and it's like man but that was but that was a real life and that was in just in front of me that was kind of within reach so it kind of yeah it's a it's a strange a, a way to move around the world because you get to see these things but for such a brief and slightly detached time it's yeah I think bizarre what or what hits through sometimes you get you get put in in places not necessarily where you'd go on holiday yeah as well which makes it more interesting as well so it's not like you go to i'm going to this beach resort five star all inclusive and that you you turn up and you'd be like right we're in a hotel and we're in a town it's like we're in morocco and we're in the middle of rabat yeah and that i felt that was quite a rough place and that, and we used to just stroll out and go and get some dinner and walk around the town. Yeah, man. And that, and you get a real feeling for that place. But 
I would have never have gone on a holiday there. Completely, yeah. And there, so you get to see some really sort of different things and way way people live, and, and more the realities stuff. rather yeah. than the tourist kind of yeah. brochure of a of a country. Definitely, there's there's some events where you know you get put up in hotels and stuff like that, and it's like Disneyland, yeah. you know, as well. But especially yeah, when I've been in South Africa, I've stayed with. Um, my friend who was caddying for a little bit for me, helping me out. We stayed with his friend and, you know, we hired a car, so we drove around and Amazing. and stuff like that. Went out for dinner with them. They know where they're going and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, we get to see a bit like that and see the real, it's, the real place. It's good when you land somewhere where you've got some friends or some locals of some sort because it's, it's easy when you're living a lot of time on the road to to live in hotels, to have room service, to have, do you know what I mean? Maybe you've got someone who can be, no, no, here's, here's, like, here's the spot. Here's here's where we need to to go and have wings and stuff like that. It kind of, it opens it up a lot more and you get to experience it properly. Yeah, definitely. It it was really cool. Um, I'm actually caught Jamaican and um, so on my dad's side. So um, I had an uncle in Jamaica and family in Jamaica I never met before. Oh, wow. And, I've been meaning to go for years and I went in November, last November. Amazing. And we went, we went, we went on beach resort, we stayed in Montego Bay and um, I said, oh, well, I'm definitely coming down to see my uncle in yeah. Kingston. Yeah. And a few of them said, my sister was like, you got to be careful, it's rough. And I was like, there's no way I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, it's all nice and you sit and chill out by the pool and relax. Yeah. And... But going down to Kingston and staying with my uncle for a night, and we we got there Saturday morning and left Sunday night. But to be able to go down and see everything, go Kingston, yeah. go to the bars, go to Spanish Town, Portmore Beach, and, and stuff like that was so cool. Amazing, and like you really really got a good like feeling for yeah. Jamaica. Yeah, and that and that's exactly what I wanted. And like that's it. I've definitely got to go back now and stay with him longer. I love that. And again, there's. It's 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 wicked, man. Because there's there's so much of that ahead ahead for you. Again, it it genuinely feels that this is kind of very much the start of of everything that's to come. So it's it's great that there's there's tons of that in the in the pipelines. Yeah, definitely, and it's great motivation as well. Yeah, you know, to knuckle down, work hard, make yeah. sure I'm performing well in tournaments, and hopefully I can win more tournaments and and just keep doing it. You know, and, and go more and, places. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's real good motivation. Yeah. 100%. Well, we're at the hour mark, so I'll start to wrap things up. But there's two more things I want to t- talk to you about specifically. Number one, did you go and see B. Dolan end of last year? Was it last year that Dolan was over and you yes, and you caught him? It was, it must have been September time. He was the first person to be on the podcast twice. And yeah. Yeah, he's wicked, man. And um he said he said lovely things. He was. I think I saw him the day after, and I was like, "Well, he's like, yeah." I ended up staying at this guy's <laughs> house. He's a golfer. He's, he's he's a really nice dude. And I was like, "Is it that beef guy?" Because I'm sure he's mentioned some, some of that stuff. He's like, "Yeah, that's the dude." I was like, "So this is dope." So what? How did that all come about? <laughs> so it, it's so. He was funny, literally. Like, he messaged me, and he was meant to be staying in Reading that night. I think. And I was like, "So when you get into London, he's like, I ended up coming back to London last night." I'm like. <laughs> All right, man. What's what's? <laughs> he made me feel like a kid again. So we, I had one night back here, and I was flying out the next day. And he mentioned that he was going to do this gig in Reading, and I was like, "All right, I'll see." And I was, I was like, "I've got to go down and see, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool." And like, I've followed, I've followed you, and I've like from 
Well, pretty much from the start, the first yeah. time I saw you live yeah. was wireless. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it just so happened that I turned up and um, D12 were on. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to see D12. And I yeah. screwed this pip. I was like, let's go and like check it out. Check this guy out. And so we were there. I listened to it. And oh, I we had to like, sign a waiver at that gig because we were on, surrounded by a lot of of UK hip hop acts and we have a song called Fixed which is kind of calling out UK hip hop a little bit yeah. and we've played it before and it's it's got people a bit rowdy like not always positively but the point of the song isn't to have a go it's to say look pr- pr- prove me wrong show variation and all that and um, and yeah because Wireless has a lot of, of UK hip hop they, they kind of said are you going to be playing that song we're like yeah because again it feels like you're a yeah. dickhead if you're just doing it in yeah. front of your mates in a cool bar in London and you're not doing it in front of the people that you're talking to saying look the grime scene's amazing but it went a bit stale for a minute so what are you going to do to kind of improve it and I mean they've done a lot they're killing it at the moment is, is the best in, in, in the country but yeah they were like if you're going to play it we need you to sign a waiver oh, so wow. that if you get the shit kicked out of you it's not our fault and I was like alright let's do it <laughs> let's go in <laughs> But yeah, continue. Yeah, that, that's kind of my wireless story. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's cool. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, this. Yeah, I was like, I like this. Nice. And that. So the first time, first time I got back and um, I went straight on and started like finding the song and listen to it and stuff like that. I was yeah. like, right, bought album and and that was it. I was hooked. Wicked. Right. So then next album comes out. I'll buy that. Next album comes out and then I went down to Brighton. I went yeah. to Brighton and B Dolan was actually there. Yeah. 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 And um, he was like a go-to support act for so long because he's just amazing live. And a lot yeah. of gigs, you sit through the support and you wait for the main act. And it was always with Dolan. It was like, at points, he's going to outshine us. But I'm fine with that. I'd rather people are coming and having an amazing gig from beginning to end, even if they're going away going, like Pip and that were good, but that Dolan guy was amazing. So like, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's dope. And again, it was like... It was a repeat. And yeah. I was like, this guy's wicked as well. Went back, yeah, bought the album. Stuff, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and um, I, I just loved it. I followed it ever since. And then, yeah, once once you guys got in contact and yeah. stuff like that, we were like, this is this is really cool. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so we were down there and we were chatting away and stuff. And he was like, I've got to get somewhere in London the next day. Um, yeah. And I was like... What, where are you standing? You're heading back to London because I've got to drive that way. And I was thinking I'll drop him off somewhere. And he was like, no, I'm staying like above some some like pizza shop or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here. And that. he's like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And that. And I was like, well, you stay at mine like this. And he was like, really? And I was like, well, why not? Yeah. It's not far from where you got to go. Yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. It'd be a lot easier. And he was like, all right. And I was like, wait, I've got to ask my girlfriend. <laughs> So it was literally, I felt like a kid. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a kid. And I called her off and I was like, I was like, I was so, like, babe, I was like, can B. Dolan stay over tonight? <laughs> like that. And she was like, what? I was like, please. <laughs> I love that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. so good. And it was like, yeah, it was like, we won't, we won't have like midnight snacks or anything like that. You know, we'll just go to bed. We won't make any noise. I promise. It, it was again, so funny, man. It's, it's, that, it's that same thing in golf and rap are totally different but it's yeah. both it's that touring life and looking to just meet good people and nice people and make friends with people do you know what i mean and having yeah. that openness to be like all right well i'll come i'll come back with you like and yeah. like, all right let's do that i love it yeah it was just it was just one of the things and it's like yeah if i help you out it's cool you know and thanks for inviting me down 
and then having having a really good evening as well. Yeah. And yeah, I, I absolutely love the music. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's perfect. I love it, and it was perfect because a, a way you live. It's such. It's so traditionally English. It's like this beautiful. There's grounds. There's there's ancient buildings. It's amazing. Which for an American. This is what they think everyone in England lives like in, in these amazing parks everywhere. I was like, that's so good. That's that's the perfect place for an American to come and stay and kind of be and be part of that. So yeah, that's dope. But the other thing, and we're not gonna get it and we're not gonna get to do it on this trip, I don't think, but we're gonna at some point. Do you ever g- get to go and just tear it up at a crazy golf place and go there and just destroy everyone and be be number one? On that crazy golf tip. Oh yeah, I love going. <laughs> I, I love it. Like I go, I go, especially America and stuff. Yeah. And then I go, I go, with my girlfriend or like my niece and sister and stuff, and and then go and play. Oh, we're I gonna have to it. do it, man. There's 100%. there's one. I was following one on Instagram. I think they're called Swingers or something, and it's in East London. And it's all indoors and it looks amazing. And there's bars and music. So next time you're back, that's, that's what we'll have to do, and we'll do um, we'll document it on Instagram or Facebook or something, and we'll have. We'll have some fun with that. Have a little tournament. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We've got to talk about some music as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what music are you into? Let's talk now. I was going to wrap things up. Massive But what are you bumping at the moment? Yeah, or or what's been your your top tips for a while? The guy I'm liking at the moment, Action Bronson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that there's... He's another one that's just going... I I love that that the internet has allowed people to, to do... Do what they want and potentially make a living out of it. So his cooking show and stuff on yeah. Vice, it's like it's blown up. It's as big as his rap, really. But again, he's like, I, I like food, I like eating, I like cooking. The, the, that's now a second area of my career. I love stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And like, he, he, he just makes me laugh. A lot of his songs just they they really. I sit there and I just start yeah. giggling and like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just seems to come across with this like great sense like of humor in a way. Yeah. In some of his songs, and I like a lot of like that bluesy kind of feeling he has yeah 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 yeah. as yeah. well and i quite like a lot of that listening to sort of like some of the james brown stuff and sort of the old bluesy stuff yeah because you wicked. can really pick up like where the hip-hop yeah i'm into it as well Completely. And i find that i find that really interesting and there's a lot a lot of sort of older stuff that i kind of like i love when i'm in america there's like digital radio on and I've put it on, and it's called like backspin old yeah. hip hop, and all it does is just play old hip hop. Yeah, and, it's and amazing. I, just, I do it every time I go out there. I'll, I'll get, I'll get the most audacious rental car I can. So it'll always <laughs> yeah. be like a, a Dodge Challenger or something. Just something. Yeah. I think the last time it was a, it was I, I got a, a, a white convertible Mustang, <laughs> and I'll just put on. There's two or three like just great digital hip hop channels that I'll just put it on, and I. Again, it makes you feel like you're in a movie or in Grand Theft Auto yeah. or whatever, and it's it's the only way to knock about in America. You've got to have those stations on. Yeah, definitely, it is. And like, yeah, you just pick up some some things. Like sometimes, like you hear stuff, and like my brother, my brother does. He's a drummer, and yeah, and then plays music and stuff. And like, we'll talk about it. And it was funny at Christmas. He come in and um, he found I can't remember who it was by, but he went, "Where's this? Where's this from?" And I was listening to it, and I was like, "Oh, that's Jurassic Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, what song is it?" And I was like, "Ju off the J Five album." Yeah, and that, and he was like, "Yeah." He was like, 
How do you know that? And I was just like, I love that album. Yeah, yeah. And that, I and like, it. he'll come and he'll find stuff and he'll just be like, where's this from? And like, I'll try and guess and, and like work it out. And, and then you're like, no way, let's come from there and I stuff. Love and I love doing, yeah, I love doing stuff like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dr- 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 drop the most boasting st- st- story ever now. But I went to see a few years back, I went to see Big Daddy Kane. And Kane's just amazing live. I think he's at the Jazz Cafe soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch him again. But he was being supported by a, a Bismarcky. So it's Bismarcky and Kane. It's amazing. The gig ends, and um, a, a DJ Yoda was there as well. He's a mate, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going backstage. Do you want to come?" So I'm like, "All right." And we go backstage, and there's me, a couple of my mates, DJ Yoda and Bismarcky. And Biz and Yoda is obviously he's a beat collector. He's got all these rarities, these these rare acapellas, these rare instrumentals, studio tracks, all sorts. But Bismarcky puts Yoda's collection to shame, and we literally sat there for half an hour as Biz had his hard drive plugged in, and he's just going to certain tracks and going, "Have you got this?" and playing like the clean drum track of of a Nirvana song. And he's like, have you got this in the air? He's like, no, I haven't. And then he'll play a, a Doors acapella. He was like, have you got this? Like, no, I haven't. And it was just l- genuinely half an hour of biz sh- shaming Yoda, just going, the one time he went, yeah, I've got that. He went, have you got this version? And it's a version that didn't have the cowbell on. And it's like, wow, God damn it. And again, it's that, yeah, it's those, I, I, I've never been one for having that mad knowledge, but I'm always in awe of listening. Like when people are like, Look, I listen to this, and you're like, "That's that, that's the break from one thing." You know, that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it amazes me. And like these guys, that the, the knowledge they have, and like the amount of breaks and songs where they pick stuff up from. It, it, again, it blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, it really does. And like, I love it. Yeah, it's so cool. And there's so many good artists. I, I love uh, Farrah Monch and yeah. Brother Ali as well. Yeah, and that. The, the, um, yeah. Both again, amazing alive. I remember seeing Monch at the Jazz Cafe, and I, in reality, I knew two or three of his songs at that point. I knew the big ones, I knew the hits, and he just blew me away. And then, and then I went backwards and got into all his old stuff and got and and yeah, educated myself on it. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think yeah, they're both brilliant. And yeah, yeah. There's there's so many there's so many good artists, but I do find that you you have to search for them. Yeah, man. Or at the moment, it seems like you've mainly searched for those who have beards. So it's it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a key of any race or, or or heritage. But as long as they've got a big beard, then that's that's yeah, good. Yeah. But again, they're all solid choices. So I've, I completely support that. Well, 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 thank you very much for coming on and chatting. Uh, where can people keep up to date on your social media and all that? Like, what's your your Twitter and all that kind of so, thing? So yeah, Instagram. my Twitter, Instagram's uh, Beef Golf at Beef Golf. So perfect. Yeah, hit me up and. Any questions, just send them over, man. Yeah. I'll try and get back to you. I love it. Well, th- I thank you very much. It's flown by. So, yeah, thanks a lot. And, and good luck. I mean, as I said, when this goes out, you'll be in America. And you're out there for months, right? I'm out there about six weeks, I think. Yeah, six, six seven weeks. weeks. It's yeah. intense. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be intense. It's going to be good, though. You're going to f- play some golf and find some good chicken wings. So, 100%, the way. Thank you very much, sir. Cheers. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Scooby's Pits.
There we go. What a lovely dude. Um, yeah, that was a great chat. It's it's the one time we've, we've been in a room together, and it genuinely left me wanting more time in a room with the young man. He's a good lad. He's got a great outlook, a great attitude, a great beard. Um, we're definitely going to go and do crazy golf together at some point when he's in the uh, in the UK. So keep an eye out for that on the socials. Um, thank you for tuning in. Check out everything else on the Distraction Pieces and Network. Hardcore Listing have been blowing up recently. They've just released some T-shirts, a limited run of 50, to coincide with, with them already breaking 50,000 downloads, which is insane for a brand new podcast. Like Those guys are doing crazy things. The episodes are recently with Gail Porter, two-parter, slayed me. It's, it's some of my my favourite podcasts and I've listened to. Um, of, of 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 recent times um i also really enjoyed chris jericho's podcast with method man it's not on the network but it's all love i recommend you check that out but um yeah check out hardcore listing check out the recent st- st- stop and search it was a great one it was discussing what the law enforcement against prohibition um uk kind of organization and movement can learn from the LGBT community and the different uh, hurdles that, that they've had to cross over the years and how they've managed it with protest and with petition and with other things. So that's a really interesting one. Um, Tuesday Night Jaw recently had the had the roundup for um, for payback, which the roundtables are always an absolute joy. But then had Travis Banks as one of the guests, which is amazing. Travis Banks, if you don't know, is a future absolute top end superstar of wrestling um i'm a big fan of that young man so i was excited to see that guest um and say why to drugs we're continuing to get through as many drugs as we can talking about them i mean not not get through um so yeah check out all the podcasts on the distraction pieces network i'll be back next week with the wonderful huey morgan um it's again it's a great chat um i'm going to be back talking to him And then I'm also going to be on his podcast the week after with him talking to me. They're both really enjoyable conversations. His podcast launched this week, in fact. His guest was Ricky Gervais. That's a good opener. So check that out, and I'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.